Greetings, friends. It's Tuesday, January 9th. Chapo coming at you. It's uh, me, Felix, and Amber on today's show. And by way of explaining the fact that this is coming out on Tuesday, I would just like to take this moment at the top of the show to send my hearty thank yous to everyone involved, the participants and organizers of the New Bedford Whaling Museum's annual Moby Dick Marathon. I want to shout out Shane for the invite. Uh, the Unburied Books podcast and uh, the artist Tony Millionaire and all of the other uh, Chapo heads who came out to see me read uh, this weekend in New Bedford. It was a great time had by all. However, I would like to take this moment to pick a particular bone with the organization uh, who set this up. Um, Next year, you still owe me three minutes of reading time on that book because the way the chapters were all laid out, um, I was reader number 73. And I was sitting there like a half hour before my reading, and I saw reader 69, reader 70, reader 71, all got to do probably the most iconic part of the book, which is Ahab's speech, where he uh, says, I'll chase him round good hope and round the horn and round the Norway maelstrom and rounds perdition's flames before I give him up. And I was just, oh, that was robbed from me. So I got the chapter right before chapter 39, the one right before chapter 40, which is written like a play. They stopped it at the end of chapter 39 because they had already organized chapter 40 to be done by an acting troupe. So New Bedford Whaling Museum, I'd like those three minutes, please. And a a more more media part of the book next time. But no, kidding aside. Was it the part where all the sailors are talking horny talk? Oh, that's a good (laughs) chapter, though. Yeah, I know. But I didn't get to read it. It was done by it was performed by a troupe of actors. I got to read Stubbs soliloquy where he uh, sort of uh, commits himself to Ahab's suicidal madness. But yeah. no, uh, once again, so thank you to the, the New Bedford Whaling Museum and the uh, organizers and everyone who said what's up to me uh, this weekend. It was a really, really fun experience. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting in the weeds here. Was the Melville Society involved? No, I think this is organized by the, the, the Whaling Museum, not, the, not uh, the Melville Society. I'm a member of the Melville Society, so <laughs> I'm sure we I'm sure we have beef or something, you know? <laughs> well, well, Amber, perfect segue, because if you're going to talk about beefs between sex of obscure weirdos <laughs> then the story i want to lead off this show it provides nothing but that okay so just by way of introducing this story i would just like to like set this up by saying there are weeks where there's a lot to talk about in the news and i feel very like jazz to like get on and record there are weeks where there's a lot to talk about in the news but i feel like oh it's everything's so depressing and awful like how do i bring entertainment out of this then there are weeks where there's really nothing going on, and I'm like, oh, okay, gotta gotta fill an hour. What are we gonna talk about? Then there then there are days where one news story happens, and I am chomping at the bit to get on the mic because this is just pure fucking gold. And I'm talking about the Chabad tunnels, folks. The Chabad, t- the folks, they're digging tunnels in Crown Heights. A group, a, a schismatic group of Lubavitchers in Crown Heights, a mere blocks away from the first the, the apartment I lived in when this show started many, many years ago, have basically been recreating the great escape. And <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, Felix, okay, so we, we've all seen the video of that dude popping out from the sidewalk <laughs> like a Koopa Trooper. Felix, when I saw this video, someone replied to me with like, like, a, like an image that's been stuck with me. And like, I'd like to share it with you. It said, as soon as I saw that video of that guy popping out of the sidewalk, they, they just got like a, a, a sense that like across the country in Los Angeles, Felix was bolt awake in his bed, eyes the size of dinner plates, 
like Scatman <laughs> Crothers in The Shining just because you like the Dybbuk soul has been activated and you just sense that things you sense that you sense trouble on the East Coast and then lo and behold they're, yeah they're, go, they're, they're going up they're, they're, they're digging a secret tunnel to be closer to Mosayak so I saw that the Hasid exiting the sewer the great yes. it was just a great on the sidewalk the great yeah. that was Mosayak that was they were right they didn't say how he'd come back he crawls out of the out of the sewer it's so bad so i got i got sent that video when it had like 200 likes on it brace (laughs) sent it to me and i had to like i sat in total silence for like two hours because i was like this has to have really happened i have to like let it sink in i have to process this and sit on this for a little while because if i reference this event and it's in like this is just a quantum event. This didn't happen in our reality. <laughs> I am going to sound horrible. Yeah. If, yes. if I quote, if I if I think I'm quote tweeting what I perceive to be a video of a Jewish man exiting a sewer grate and running away, and I'm like, you know, I describe it and I quote tweet it, and it's really just it's like Samsung advertising a new phone. I you know some quantum event happened. People are going to go, what are you, t- what the fuck are you talking about? That's the most bigoted thing I've ever heard. So I really had to sit with it. And once I did, and I examined the full thread, um, so I think everyone, everyone's attention got captured by the guy exiting the sewer. But to me, the best part is when the situation before that, when it devolves and the guy, like 20 guys go in the hole. When you guys go <laughs> yes. in the tunnel, because yes. it like it started off like there were no arrests, there was just pushing and shoving, and the cops were like, "You can't! What the fuck are you doing? You can't build a tunnel that goes into other people's like backyards. <laughs> like you can't have you can't have someone who owns a brownstone and they go downstairs to cook breakfast, and, and they're they're wiping the sleep off their eyes, and they're 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 they're, they're, they're making drip coffee, and they see just that hat." poking out of a little hole in the backyard. <laughs> That's the scariest thing I could ever imagine. They're like, you can't do that. And, and, and they're like, oh, yeah? And they all they start fucking walling. They yeah. all go in these holes that you didn't see before. They all go walling. They're no-clipping. They're moving throughout the fucking building and the cops, They like these were all like Italian, like Guido cops. It was no like the Roman Empire in Judea, yeah, yeah, yeah. circa Literally, one, yeah. one AD. Yeah. Unlike the Romans, they had no idea what they were getting into. <laughs> and no, they are like, just, like, yeah, the, the cop was just like, sim- we got to clear sim- out the shul. <laughs> Can we get everyone out of the shul, please? Little Semitic prairie dogs just like popping up has to have been like the most confusing thing. You would have to, it, Felix is right. This is like if Der Sturmer had like Looney Tune animations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Felix, to your point about like having to sit on this, because like if you just start talking about a video of acidic guys popping out of the sewer in Brooklyn, people will think that you're crazy. I want. I just want to. I want to highlight. Well, I, I want to highlight one aspect of the story. Written about me. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is from the uh, the the Jewish Chronicles. This is the first paragraph in there, and they're right above it. It says, three weeks ago, a New York resident started hearing sounds in his walls." Unlike most people who begin to hear sounds in his walls, he wasn't imagining it. Now, Felix, I'm imagining that person because like until this was confirmed, 
if you if like if you just said I can hear rabbis speaking Yiddish in my walls at night, <laughs> you would sound like the most anti-Semitic person on the planet. But, or just a really religious Jew that had a seizure and now thought he's like you know in contact with someone. It was just like the most. Like, well, if how many New Yorkers do you think call the police and say I hear voices in my walls and this is the one time they they're like you know what maybe we should take this seriously. They're probably they're probably the reason there were so many cops there is there probably is an NYPD code for you know Yiddish coming out of my walls. <laughs> That's good. You're right. It's probably like a common schizophrenic thing. And, but no, this guy is really happened. I imagine that guy, um, if he, like he, he, I imagine him as sort of like a young professional who's like, oh, my, like he's, he's so like, he's so afraid of getting fired for saying this that he's like, I think I just became schizophrenic. Oh, I yeah. think, uh, yeah, I think I'm just having visions. I've got to, I've got to just take as much lithium as possible because there's no way that's fucking happening. But no, there were there were rabbis no clipping through his house. My first <laughs> thought, my first thought was like, my I would be like, well, there goes my mind. That's I was, I was finally, <laughs> I knew it was going to happen one day. I guess I just live with this now. The main thing that surprised me is that it appears that like they dug the tunnels themselves and i just figured they would outsource yeah. it well no because yeah, like you, the, I, the, to, to outsource it to outsource even to like even to shady subcontractors or guys you hire from home depot like this this is this is so off books that they're not even doing that like i said <laughs> they are reenacting the great escape you know like yeah. uh, when they when they dug those tunnels they were called tom dick and harry uh this one was referred to as tav dav and hadassah <laughs> But like I loved like yeah, so these are like lovingly homemade tunnels. These were no excavator was used. I like I you know those like little plastic shovels you get on a sandbox when you're a toddler? I feel like they use that. It's so yeah. uneven and weird. Uh I, I love the video because it's like they're, they they have like all Habads have like a they have like a gang of like uh twenty somethings, like tons of young men who are just like raring to go. And they have like just this a uh, mob of these guys and they're yelling at the cops. I can't make out what they're saying, but it's like I imagine that they're saying, like, we deserve a tunnel. What else <laughs> could you be saying? <laughs> I just want to uh, read a little bit more from the uh, news account of this. So it says here, a small group of young agitators, according to Chabad chairman Yehuda Krinsky, had been digging a tunnel underneath 770 Park Eastern Parkway, the global headquarters of Chabad. The tunnels were discovered and the Chabad movement took steps to close them off. Last night, the situation escalated. Videos across social media showed the interior of the Chabad house being torn apart, revealing a tunnel entryway the yeshiva students occupied, claiming they wanted to study there. A Hasidic man clambered out of what appeared to be a sewer system around the corner from the house, and a hapless police officer was recorded telling the Lubavitchers he wanted to shut down the whole shul. I want to clear the whole shul. Oh, shul? Why is that? They want to fix this tonight. They need the shul cleared. And, and to... Why? You need to expand something. You got it, but not like this. I just like I, lo I love the details like well uh, why were we digging the tunnel we wanted to study there of course 
We were like yeah. study in the hole in the ground that we fucking. <laughs> that is the most plausible part, though. Like we want to, we want to go underground to do homework. I have to say, I did. I, I, uh, the person that sent me this was was Br- Doctor Brace Belden. Uh, <laughs> we were both working on new research on this, and uh, we came to the early conclusion that this is a space for Hasidic men to smoke crank and employ <laughs> sex workers. Because I look, Hasidic men have vices like anyone else, right? But yeah. they there's a special thing. There's a carve out where it's like, okay, I can smoke crack, but I have to do it in a weird hole so God won't see it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Anyone like you know, I don't think it's at a high like much higher rate than other people. Like everyone has vices, like I said, but like Hasidic men do everyone else's vices in the weirdest locations you can think of. And that is like, you know, when I think of a vast underground system, that's what I think it's for. Just smoking crank and sucking off men. Yeah. Isn't the last like porno theater in Queens or something? And it's just like exclusively Aussies. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's they need. um, I mean, talk about a third space. <laughs> you know, well, um, well, like, I like as best I like. Okay, like, I mean, like, th- th- this is like, I mean, basically, this boils down to like a, a question, a sort of like a disputed ownership of what is like the is is what is described as the mecca of the Chabad movement worldwide. You know, like on Eastern Parkway, it's like there are world headquarters, and there's some sort of like dueling propri- like proprietary uh, claims about like which rabbi owns this space and as best as i understand it the genesis of of this uh of, of the tunnel the tunnel brawl was that there's this group of young men who are sort of like a, a like a, a totally inscrutable different sect of the chabad movement who believe that the previous head of the eastern parkway that the rabbi who presided over it rabbi schneerson who is in their eyes mosaic he is he is the ancient man, if you're ever in Crown Heights, that they put on posters and placards to say Mosaic is here. He died like 10 years ago, but they think he's still alive. And they and apparently they dug this tunnel to get closer to the ritual bath in which he bathed himself. Still with yeah, me? Well, still the, following the, the like story? Fucking, <laughs> yeah, the, but I, I, it's not it's not fucking international waters. You're underground. Yeah, no, I like the idea that it's like homesteading if you go into the walls or the land underneath the property <laughs> right. it's just, you know any up for anyone but uh, go down young man yeah <laughs> as matt might say now that the it's free real estate is done above ground the last frontier of america is a subterranean as as i as i understand it well the main schism here is that um the tunnel guys ex- well their sect is into explicitly saying that guy is Moshaik. And then the anti-tunnel guys are into just implying it. Yeah. <laughs> how uh, Steph, Steph, who yeah. I interviewed about the uh, uh, the the AMIA bombing, uh, described it to me. Uh, He's an expert. It's very Protestant, right? They have like bumper stickers that say like, you know, he's you know around or whatever. I don't remember what it actually says, but there's a ton of those, you know, dented vans. Like, like with that bumper sticker on it, I still don't totally understand how it relates to going underground. 
And I do like the fact that when the police arrived, they all just went real housewives and started just like flipping tables as if those were going to be barricades or something. It was the weirdest confrontation I think I have ever seen. Yeah, it's that is the best way to describe it. A incomprehensible confrontation. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. And um, Amber, I saw a um, I saw an argument on like a Crown Heights, like a local message board where one one Jewish guy is like, this is great. I love the tunnels. Moshiach is here. Like, no, <laughs> not connecting the two thoughts. It's just like, it's supposed to be one of those things like, it's raining, therefore, you know, there are clouds in the sky. Like, obviously, the tunnels are here. Moshiach is here. One would not be here without the other. Uh, and then the guy underneath him is like, look, buddy, I think the tunnels are okay, but mo like, we know the Messiah is here. You sound crazy. <laughs> It's it's so bonkers that it's it just reminds me of sitting around like Thanksgiving and everyone would be talking about like the weather or changing their tires or I don't know firewood or whatever rednecks talk about and then like randomly out of nowhere some elderly aunt would be like any day now meaning Jesus is coming back any day yeah. like just a non sequitur it's very protestant to just have those non sequiturs in there everything about it is so weird that the NYPD who you know we'll say are thoroughly trained in like uh subduing Crowd large dispersal. groups of people well, yeah. they just look confused they had no idea what to do they had no idea what to do the the, the, the what is it like the like like you said Felix in in any past life that NYPD guy, like trying to cajole the Lubavitchers, was like a Roman centurion because he like <laughs> he looks like the most Italian guy ever. And he goes, "Look, we just." He goes, "Are you from Israel?" And he goes, oh, I, "I can't even understand what the guys are saying to him." But he goes, "Are you from Israel?" And then he goes, looks at him and goes, "We don't do that here in America. You, you, need, a, you, need, a, you need some sort of bonded uh, tradesman to do <laughs> structural work on a building." Because apparently they were digging the tunnel, and they, they started doing this back during COVID. Apparently, like I said, and I just, I should keep I keep thinking of the Great Escape. And you know, like how the houses, like they wear the wool coats year round. I, th I think this is all just a con so that they can like sneak out the dirt that they're uh, shoveling out of this tunnel and dispersing it on Eastern <laughs> Parkway. So no one gets why no one gets the wiser as to what they're up to. But if I could just read a little bit more from this, it says here uh, about six months ago, it appears that a group of yeshiva students associated with the messianic movement began to dig tunnels, connecting the synagogue with an unused mikvah to gain unauthorized access to 770. When the Chabad authorities learned of the illegal tunnel network, which could have threatened the integrity of the buildings above it, they called in a cement truck to fill in the tunnels. It was the arrival of the truck which began pouring cement into the open tunnel that caused the chaos. In the resulting conflict, at least 10 arrests were made by the NYPD who evacuated the shul and locked the doors yesterday evening. The tunnels are now being filled in. Rabbi Yehuda Krinsky, chairman of Chabad, said, these odious actions will be investigated and the sanctity of the synagogue will be restored. He also gave thanks to the NYPD for their professionalism and sensitivity. I mean, and apparently they, like, they, were, they were digging the tunnel under the, <laughs> under the women's, under the women's mikvah. So I'm just saying, like, at the next service, like, the women's half of the synagogue is just going to fall through the fucking floor. <laughs> What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do after they're on the rag? That's a whole. That's a whole issue. They got nothing now. They got. You know what? I'm just saying. I think it might be a patriarchal religion. They don't even let you do the the thing that you have to do. And also, there's no way that guy didn't know it was happening. 
Zero, oh no, some young agitators. No fucking way. I I just, I love the idea that like their solution to this problem was like, we need to study the Viet Cong. (laughs) We need need a a fucking tunnel system. We need to put poogee sticks outside where where the, I don't know, where the canter lives. We need to take him out. We need to, we need to fucking suicide bomb the, the guy who sells HTC phones in this neighborhood. They, I, I just, I don't, again, just like how I don't understand how the tunnels connect the Messiah returning. I don't understand how, like, they're like, okay, we have this dispute with this guy. Let's do what Bugs Bunny did to Florida. Yeah. Let's just saw this <laughs> building so it falls through the fucking earth. South America, take it away. He took a long, t- wrong turn at Albuquerque and just like a fucking mikvah bath with a bunch of naked ass Jewesses falls on his fucking head. Uh, I don't oh understand. God. It doesn't make any sense. Also, it's- these Jews have not had uh, a history of manual labor for what, like a hundred years. I like to think I'm a pretty handy person. I don't know if I could do a great escape style tunnel without fearing it collapsing on my head. Amber, Amber, whoa, whoa, necessity, whoa. necessity is the mother of invention. And, you know, like if you build if you build it, a mosaic will come. That's what I'm learning about these tunnels. And you keep saying, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Amber, it's not for you to understand. <laughs> And, and this is and this is really practice. what I gotta say. It's a closed yeah. cultural yeah. practice. Yeah. I wouldn't say they like, are like necessarily have an aptitude for traditional manual labor or like being handy in a traditional sense where something breaks and you repair it in a way that makes sense. But they're, they they will engage in it if it's part of like an insane, just an insane multi step scheme that makes no sense. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew a guy in New York who he had uh, he, his group of friends was incredible. It was like a focus group. You'd go to his house and he would have like a 57 year old Latino repairman, uh, <laughs> like a, a black comedian in his mid 20s, a youngish Hasidic guy, a 45 a woman wearing a hijab there. with a, a yeah. prosthetic leg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was, it, it was it was insane. It was uh, it was awesome. He just totally organically knew all these people. But we, the Hasid guy there, he he talked to me one time, and he explained how, in like a four hundred step plan, how you can smoke in a rental car and they'll end up giving you thirty five dollars. And that all that all is to say that like you know maybe these guys aren't like in their day to day lives wouldn't be excavating. But if it's part of an insane plan in service of $45 that works out to like half a cent per like uh, hour of labor over yeah. the course of three years, they'll do it. Yeah. And I, again, I mean, like, all I, they I, do is all they do is study. So, you know, they've probably got some like, uh, you know, how to DIY YouTube videos up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like those videos are guys in India, like build a pool with their hands. But <laughs> the most soothing <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, but what, what I, I want to say, like, overall about this story is that, like, I want, I want to really, like, thank the Lubavitchers and the, the Chabad uh, community in New York because, like, A, for, for gifting us with this, like, the, 
what will be probably the funnest story of 2024 because I got a feeling the rest of the, the rest of this year is going to be all bad probably. We're giving us the funnest story of 2024, but I guess I want to say like I have to admit to a certain grudging respect for the Hasidic community in New York City, despite the fact that I regard them to be a, a group of malingering uh, women and children abusers. There's something about the fact that like everyone else in New York City is like so stressed out all the time and just ground down by like the 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 chore of having to live in New York City and to get along with everyone and and make rent and fucking like you know just it's just a constant rat race. But I, you got you got to give it to them. They are just doing their own thing. They don't give a fuck about anything else. They don't give. They're 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 too blessed to be stressed. They don't give a fuck about building permits to fucking dig a tunnel. They don't care about structural integrity. Remember when COVID was going on and they were just having like nine thousand person indoor funerals? <laughs> yeah, I, you, like it's sort of like you just have to tip your cap at a certain point and just be like, you know, they're they they they're, they're doing their thing and they don't give a they're fuck about anything else. Centrally located libertarians, which is the weirdest thing to me. Like I understand the the Amish and the Mennonites. Like they live outside of town. They got their own thing going. But to do that exact same thing in the middle of the densest metropolis in the country is, I mean, they really, they figured out how to section themselves off without the benefit of geography. They are just full on libertarian. It'd be like, it would be like if Waco was in Crown Heights. It's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Downtown Dallas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I'm kind of where you're at, where like previous things that like upset me, and it's like, look, I think it's bad to be like, hey, uh, woman who I have nine kids with, you can't have the Android phones that aren't listed anywhere else. You're not allowed to contact the outside world. <laughs> you're yeah. you 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 can't leave. Uh, I think it's bad to do that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of stuff they do is bad. But this um, this has kind of won me over. I, I remember the first time, yeah, I saw them, though. It was, like, uh, moving here, and there was a woman, like, freshly shaved head. Uh, like, she had just got out. And, uh, and there was protests because they were trying to say, they said, well, in Halakhic law, women can't have smartphones. <laughs> And like <laughs> this woman, that's what the friend is about. This woman who had just left shaved head was holding up a sign that says, sorry to bring down the room, but it said, a cell phone never raped me. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a, this is dark shit. Yeah. 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 But that's why I think this is good because it's like, instead of like, you know, abuse and a culture of silence and like, you know, like beating up any black kid who's unfortunate enough to like bike through the neighborhood at night. This is like good silent film type mischief. This is the type of thing they need to get into. And I have to say, I I love the idea of hollowing out the entire, all the infrastructure and the foundation and everything around the, the women's part of the building, because when they fall through the earth, there's just going to (laughs) be, Forever, forever. There's just gonna be a hole in it, a huge hole in the ground filled with wigs. 
There's going to be a, a canyon of wigs in New York that everyone can come and see. It'll be the new a new wonder of the world. Just a hundred. I do love that they went with like the the sixty three Jackie O and with the pillbox hat. It's just going to be those exact wigs with pillbox hats, which might give them an amazing like that that could save their lives if they hit bottom. It might be like one of those things when you slide out of an airplane. <laughs> yeah, they're incredibly thick. They're they're very you know I think they're they deflect at least most small arms fire. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, look, I, I think I think other communities in New York City should like sort of like take take from this example and do some sort of unlicensed uh, infrastructure work on the city. <laughs> like I'm currently considering a project to uh, tunnel into the club basement because they turned me away at the door for being too old and heterosexual to get into this club. <laughs> so I'm, I'm currently engaging in, you know, I'm like uh, Charles Bronson in The Great Escape. Basically, I'm getting into that fucking club. I don't care. <laughs> Well, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, one group that I've gained a begrudging respect for through their uh, absurd and idiotic actions, I'd like to talk now about an individual who I gained a lot of respect for her absurd and stupid actions, but I've lost it precipitously. Felix, you know what I'm talking about. The great poster and artist, Neri Oxman. I, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I, so... A little background. She is the wife of Bill Ackman. Ackman and Oxman. Sounds like, I don't know, like phase 10 of the Marvel Universe after they've cashed out all the Eternals <laughs> characters that no one remembered. But Ackman so, like, he's, he's the, the hedge fund. Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, so Bill Ackman, like, he's the guy who's been, like, you know, sort of behind this, this Harvard brouhaha. I mean, he got very angry because, you know, Palestinian students got angry that their relatives were being killed. And he was just like, oh, I want their names. So I never hire them. And then, you know, he was promoting heavily the President Gay's plagiarism thing. And then lo and behold, it turns out his wife, who was a professor at MIT, who gave orbs to Jeffrey Epstein, she plagiarized <laughs> much of her she, she plagiarized much of her MIT thesis from Wikipedia and other sources. And but like basically, like I'm annoyed by this because similar to Linda Yaccarino, I don't like people who are like perfect, beautiful idiots having to get involved in political controversies that like sort of sours it for me. Yeah, I, I like before I knew anything about this woman, I, I was like, oh, she's got to be the fucking worst, you know, because like you write it out on a piece of paper. It's like MIT. She made art for Jeffrey Epstein. She's married to fucking Bill Ackman. Oh my God, this lady probably sucks. She's Israeli. And then you read her post and you're like, this is a perfect mind. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I, I found, I found a treasure trove of old Neary Oxman posts, not even old from like a few years ago. And they are all, it's all shit. Like love isn't measured by time. Time is measured by care. When you in an age in an age of hugs, be a kiss. It's all just it's all just things from like Airbnb art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but even like that would even the stuff in those things would even be too clever for her. I it's it's great because she I really come out liking her, um, and I think we could get Bill Ackman thrown in prison because this woman is not capable of consent. <laughs> I, 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 have a, I have a few of her actual tweets. Uh, do not be grounded by your dreams. Dream up your grounding. 
And like, you know what I mean? Like, what? It ha- it ha- yeah, no, like, Amber, like, they have the construction of Airbnb text-based art, but they make no sense. They're just gibberish. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah, don't be grounded by your dreams. Dream up your grounding. And then, okay, here's another one. No, no clue. Click baiting and fly fishing. Two opposed forms of existence. One produces rage. The other inspires generosity. In the age of the Anthropocene, empathy is just as valuable as carbon sequestration. Without it, we are lost. In an age when we can... Can we try to... I don't think we're, we're going to get to the bottom of this one, but can we really try... Like, what's... Yeah. Like, she does, She can't mean literal fly fishing, obviously. Right? I think she does. she does. No, she does because like one one like clickbaiting is like oh it's like you're you're at a, you're at a desktop it's you're in the moment you're like oh I'm 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 enraged by this I want to get some clicks and then you're you know you waded into the river you're flicking out your lure you're just like the 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 current is passing you by you know the sun is out you're you're grounded you're you're dreamed and you're grounding when you're fly fishing I well, okay, yeah but, I, but what but but what if she didn't say you know latter and former what if she meant she bought the hip waders. She went out to Montana and she just became like a vengeful person based on like fly fishing. And she's saying clickbait <laughs> is like, you know, unlikely animal friends. I feel like, I feel like if uh, she and Eric Adams had sex, it would produce the events of the comic book preacher. <laughs> <laughs> it would shoot a, a, a demon angel baby out in the world and infest the body of a young man who's forced to preach in South Texas. It's a, you know, who knows what phrases these two would come up with. Okay, here, here's another like this. Is another there's another paired tweet here. So uh, she begins, while carrying bags filled with recyclables to my daughter's school earlier today, I found myself asking, "How is this little bag going to make a difference?" Later tonight, she challenged me to count all the stars in the sky one at a time. Hope is the ability to perceive infinity as a measurable quantity and act upon it with conviction and innocence in equal portions. Be it fixing the climate crises, saving lives, or counting stars, I am still counting. Okay, I was about to say, I was about to say, this is tragic if Neri's daughter, like, clearly knowing this what's is up with preacher. her mom. Right, right. Literally, yeah, count all the sand. The Just count all the sand on the beach, yeah. yeah. But, like, literally, Neri's daughter, knowing knowing what's up with her, is, like, you know, doing, like, doing the things kids do, uh, fucking with their parents, knowing her dingbat mom will literally try to do this. <laughs> the thing will literally stand outside like a fucking turkey. One, oh, fuck, I lost my count. She was there for four years before Bill Ackman got her. I just thought, like, maybe her daughter's also on DMT or something. Like, it, it does sound like they are on a similar wavelength. It could be a trick, totally. But maybe they're just vibing out to the same drug. I mean, that, that count all the stars in the sky. That is like a normal thing, like a a three year old or four year old says, right? Like they they love, you know. It's like they're they're learning language and they're they're learning like sort of primordial jokes, right? Wait, why why are she counting cans anyway? What does that have to do with it? What's that program? We got so in the weeds about the language. I don't know. Are they are they having children do recycling in New York City public schools? I think you're missing the forest from the tunnels here. Uh, uh, Niri Oxman, <laughs> Oxman is an MIT-educated dingbat. 
She does yarn art for rich people. She's a moron. She's a moron. And Felix, the question about uh, counting how many stars in the sky, didn't Oryx's nephew do the same thing on American Terrorist when he yeah. was at the Kingdom Hall and say, like, who counted them? He said, yeah. eight gajillion stars? How you who counted them? Show me them. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 so, like, this, right, this one's amazing because, like, the premise of it is it's hopeful to think that, like, basically that infinity isn't infinity, right? Because if you if you could quantify, if you could count it, that's not what infinity is. Uh, I don't know why that's optimistic, but she has such a dog brain that she is <laughs> literally trying to do that. Like before she goes to bed, she's like, <laughs> I think I think I can achieve a, a way of counting that breaks okay. reality. Okay, I, like, uh, but by eleven p.m. probably. Okay, Felix. Uh, I, I watched the uh, uh, with Catherine. We were in the hotel. And we watched uh, the Twilight movies this weekend, and people were like, I, I commented on this. People were sending me all kinds of insane Twilight facts. Which honestly, doing an episode on those books and movies would be fant- would be amazing because they are a true glimpse into the Mormon mind palace. Yes. And so like so, oh, yeah. Stephanie Meyer re- rewrote the first Twilight book from Edward's perspective, and someone today sent me a page from that book where it describes it's like Edward's internal monologue in which like to to sort of suppress his natural desire to drain the blood from Bella, he um, begins to calculate how many insects are in a square foot of dirt and then keeps expanding the area to, like, the school, the county, and then just keeps doing insect math in his head to, like, prevent him from <laughs> sinking his teeth into her or something. Uh, men would rather count insects than get therapy. What the fuck? Uh, but, I mean, like, she's... I mean, she's she has a genuinely beautiful mind, but... Her husband, on the other hand, is is just an idiot, and like he has nothing of nothing of value to contribute. Like time is love, caring for Earth, or something like that. And like, in it, what I love about Bill Ackman, and the thing is, I didn't really know who Bill Ackman was until like he started spouting off about this shit. I just like knew it was a guy who had like a billion dollars and white hair, and he's sort of like I don't know the the male Phoebe Bridgers in the financial world. I guess that's how I sort of conceived of him. Um, but like, I, his defenses of his wife are like only he's making it worse for his wife with every passing moment because like in one of his defenses of her he writes at some point she was asked to give him one of the orbs small resin sculptures that her group made which mit used as gifts for donors to the university neary's group made many of the gifts for mit media lab donors as her unique work is unique and beautiful she dutifully did what she was told uh, referring to giving uh, making her students craft orbs for jeffrey epstein I love that. I love that because it was like, but if he didn't say that, I don't think I ever would have known exactly what nope. Neri did at MIT. But they literally, they are spent, they spent tens of millions of dollars to have this woman do fucking arts and crafts. I thought MIT, I thought they invented computers that, in, that, uh, were so scary that they came up with particles that ended the universe. I didn't know they were doing, they were doing, uh, you know, fuck, fucking Lilith Fair over there. No, her art is like uh, the people who cover trees with yarn. Like, I, I've seen pictures of it. It's, it's, it's that type of shit. I hate textile art. I hate it. I, it was, there was one outside of my apartment in New York, and it was just like, it was like sagging and mildewing. And I'm just like, way to like make the landscape of this part of Brooklyn even more disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
I just like, but Bill, Bill Ackman, so like he's this hedge fund guy who is like, I guess like a big Israel booster and a big Harvard donor. And like he, like he wanted, you know, he wanted to get Claudine Gay out of there because he felt that she didn't react as he didn't, she didn't, she didn't jump, she didn't jump high enough when he said, you know, fire or expel all of these pro-Palestinian students. So they came after her for some plagiarism in her, in her fucking degree. And by the way, I mean, like, I hope this just keeps going because I think everybody is plagiarizing all the time. Like, I don't think there's anybody who has an advanced oh, degree yeah. now who doesn't plagiarize something. I think they're they're all they're all capping a thousand percent, and they're all guilty at that level for sure. But like Bill Ackman's reactions to his wife doing like textbook blatant plagiarism of the dumbest kind, like literally copying from Wikipedia, he like he's they, they've settled on this defense now where they're like there are unwritten codes and rules, and you never go after someone's wife, and it's just like. You made her like you made her involved in all of this by opening your fucking mouth in the first place. And another thing that really annoys me about all this is that Felix, I learned from you that this Bill Ackman guy is the character is the guy who the character of Bobby Axelrod is based on. And that makes me so fucking mad at how billions has lied to me. I thought Bobby Ax was a cool genius. But no, he's this fucking he's just this moron. No, Bobby Axelrod is a composite character. He's based on a few guys. He's based more on Steve Cohn. That, oh, the guy, the guy who force-femmed uh, his employees yeah. and ran the yeah. mess into the ground after no, spending yeah, a half Steve, billion dollars. Yeah, Steve Cohn's awesome. I love him. He's a <laughs> fucking psycho. He's, I, love, I love him. He's what I want my hedge fund guys to be. Someone who, like, you know, does all the stuff in billions where it's like, I paid a guy to pretend to be a fucking Malaysian guy's wife for five years. So he could tell me how much <laughs> grain was going to come on a ship so I can make $700 million. He does all that shit. Uh, Steve Cohn rocks. He will assassinate a minor league pitching coach's father-in-law to make $30,000. He's the coolest guy. Bill Ackman sucks. Bill Ackman got outsmarted by Herbalife. That never would happen to Bobby Ax <laughs> or Steve Cohn. He sucks. Wait, was yeah. it he shorted or he shorted Herbalife? Yeah, he shorted Herbalife and like did all these interviews where he's like, it doesn't, it's stupid. I took the vitamins and they didn't do anything. And everyone was like, okay, okay, Bill. And then Carl Icahn was like, I actually think Herbalife's pretty cool. And he he like uh he bought a bunch of their stock and Ackman lost like hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, he, he sucks. And I, my favorite defense he did of Neri was when he said, imagine this is happening to you. Imagine that a reporter is emailing you saying you copy and pasted a Quora post. In your <laughs> PhD thesis. You know, imagine that's happening. Imagine that happened to you and you were an introvert. Yes, and yes, it's like, yes. and it's like, Bill, Bill, you were saying that we should publicly whip all these eighteen-year-olds uh, not that yeah. long ago. Bill, what, what are you talking about? I know, like, I, and it's like, I do agree. You should be like, like before I knew about Neri, I was like, yeah, screw her. And now it's like, let's rescue her from Bill. Let's, yeah. you know, like, like, let's make a non-evil place where she can make yard and fucking Christmas ornaments and shit. <laughs> we'll uh, let's dig a tunnel under the MIT Media Lab. Yeah. She's probably just been, like, blasted with whatever the version of NK Ultra still is running at MIT. Like, she's just, like, out to lunch, you know? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Wait, what if, what if the Habad guys, they, they're white hats and they know that Bill Ackman is bad? And the tunnel is yes. meant to go all the way to Greenwich, Connecticut to rescue Neary. 
Oh my! I I yes. think we have a new QAnon. Yes, yes. yes. They're gonna invade oh, his and, like fucking giant mansion that looks like the Protestant Vatican. It's like they're just gonna oh pop my. up through the floor. That's so fucking cool. Imagine, okay, imagine all these twenty-year-old Hasids. It's like Bill Zero Affleck. Dark Thirty. See, see, guys see, with like, the shittiest beards you've ever seen. It's like it's like it's like the raid. Bill Ackman's yes. evil compound. He's surrounded by like black cube and black water guys. All these fucking steroided out operators are like 340. Neri is not leaving her arts and crafts room. We have her. Eagle is in know, the nest. We have her counting all the blood cells in her body. Your wife is here, <laughs> sir. And, and he's like, ah, good. I'm going to lose another $300 million trying to short the Stanley Tumblr today. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a high school student fired from the JV cheerleading squad. And, and he's doing all that stuff, and then suddenly, like just like the raid, these Jews are re- repelling down his mansion, <laughs> and they take their they take their hats and they throw it like odd job, and it decapitates the black <laughs> guy. That's so fucking cool. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. I'd be like, they have those little like rotund starch fed bodies. They could just ball up. Yeah. Yeah. The the Blackwater guys are firing, you know, three three eight rounds into them. They're somehow going through their torso, not hitting any organs. They're just they're go- just hitting body hair. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean free free Neary from uh, the, the this horrible uh this horrible entrapment that she's suffering. Let her do her stupid art free from political controversy. But no, her stupid husband, Bill Ackman, is making that impossible because he's writing probably ten posts a day, each of them twenty thousand words long, further indicting his wife and like defending her from these charges that are like totally, I mean, like cannot be defended from. And he keeps saying this thing about, like, there was no due process involved in this. We were only given 90 minutes to respond to Business Insider. What do you mean due process? This isn't a fucking yeah. court. I like, I don't really with due process. What are you talking about? And then, like, oh, yeah. And then, and then Christopher Rufo saying, even the mafia doesn't go after people's wives and kids. It's like, yeah. Yeah, they kill people for money, but they would never reveal someone's wife's plagiarism of Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how he's sort of like transitioned himself into like pretending to be like everyone perceives him as some gravy stained Dago and not just like the nerdiest kid who brings a briefcase to school. <laughs> I yeah with um with Bill okay I got to say this one of the worst emails or calls you will ever get in your life and I hope this never happens to you is someone on the other end you pick up. Hi, I'm writing an article about you. you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. That's oh, I can tell. I can tell you about a couple of those phone calls. I've <laughs> yeah, instantly killing you and myself if that's <laughs> happening. But you know, it's it's after the first time it happens, it's not so bad. You know, it's like okay, we went yeah, through well, all that. Unless, once you get one, you, once you get once you get one phone call from a journalist telling you that you've been added to a hundred million dollar lawsuit, there's really yeah. nothing. There was, and there was no due process there, by the way. You know, um, you, but yeah, you, you'll you'll usually make unless you did something crazy, you know, unless you like killed someone last year, you're probably fine unless yeah. you're a really crazy person. But like uh, if you, <laughs> you know, I, uh, you know, I am a successful businessman, but I'm not a billionaire like Bill Ackman. But if Business Insider wrote an article where it's like it's not even me, this stupid woman you have sex with uh, is bad at homework. I'd be like, what? Okay, <laughs> it's cares? not me. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but he is like, he's going to kill himself over a fucking business insider article. 
like that is so pathetic to me. We've had, you know, articles written about us, unfair articles about things that I said on purpose to bring people <laughs> smiles. <laughs> things that were unfairly brought up in and out of context uh, during a 12-year mental breakdown that is ongoing, unfairly <laughs> persecuting me. Uh, and I, I was fine. I never was like, you, you, sir, are the mafia. But he, like, he's, he's going to fucking, he's going to be a family annihilator because this article that 3,000 people are going to read, he's insane. Steve, Steve Cohn would have already, like, paid a guy to, to, um, I don't know, like, crash a blimp into the MetLife building to get out of this. <laughs> he would have figured something out. But stupid ass Bill Ackman is just making it worse. And, like, you know, like, they've already, like, Bill Ackman, because he has billions of dollars, like, was already able to, like, I don't know, like, like angrily call up the owners of Business Insider, and they announced that, like, they're doing some sort of, like, internal investigation into the, quote, the motivations, not the facts of this story, but their motivations in publishing the facts, which is, like, I don't know, it's funny when some rich asshole is revealed to be a huge hypocrite. I would think that that would be the motivation behind any news article of this sort. Dude, Business Insider is page six for business. That is why you read it. All of those fucking WeWork leaks that I got were were just like footnotes in Business Insider. They anonymize people to bitch about like, you know, multi-billion valued fucking tech companies to just be like, there's no soap in the in the bathrooms. Like, it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend it to oh. anyone. That's how I found out like like, Adam Newman was a barefoot guy. (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, just uh, I'm just just jeers to the fucking bum Bill Ackman, this absolute bozo for fucking ruining the life of his beautiful wife. And who's a wonderful artist who I think I think her orbs should get, you know, I I don't think. Why does Jeffrey Epstein the only one who gets these special orbs? You know, I would like an orb. I want an orb. You know, yeah. Free free Neary. Did you see? Um you know, my favorite guy in the saga, probably the only guy who came out looking good, the guy who should be married to Neri. Oh, Oxford. the Indian guy? Yeah. Uh, KK, yes. si- si- at scientist underscore KK on Twitter. <laughs> uh, can I, can I, this is, yes. this is like Lady Chatterley's lover. Uh, <laughs> I want to read you some of their beautiful Please. correspondences. Neri says in 2016, if you get stuck, with anything, just change <laughs> scales. Then four years later, KK scientist replies, "I sex you early." <laughs> Again, in 2016, Neri Oxman uh, tweets, "I miss a straight line." Four years later, again in 2020, KK scientist, "I sex you." <laughs> in 2016, again, wanting to want is more wanted than wanted. But then it takes two X chromosomes to live by second order derivatives in Lieben's notation. I sex you four years later. Um, Love doesn't care about time. It times care. Okay, lifetime, but alone you come India. (laughs) (laughs) That is who she should be with. This is the love story of our our crime. He's made for what he likes. Yeah, that is the only thing you can say to those thoughts. All the other replies are like Gen X guys who shouldn't be allowed on airplanes being like, 
you your words are like a soft bullet, Neary. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's a guy, it's a fucking guy named Howard, and it's like Howard fell <laughs> down. Neither of you are capable of consent. Shut the fuck up. But her and KK, like they are, they are made for each other. When someone says this bird brain shit to you, when someone goes up to you and is like, we put we put our lunch in a container. Well, what do we do with the greatest moments of our lives? We just remember them. All you, what do you say to her? Except I sex you. Come to <laughs> come to Karbala. You know, uh, they, they, he's a he's a winner. Bill Bill Ackman's a fucking loser. What do you think this guy would say if like Business Insider was like, we're writing an article about you? He'd be like, I'll fucking I'll have sex with you too. Come to India. <laughs> I'll fuck you too. You think I'm done with this? <laughs> there, I had no due process to the I sex you come to India tweets. I only had 90 minutes to respond. I only had 90 minutes to reply to every tweet saying I'll sex you come to India. <laughs> that is, I have to say, that is the funniest Indian reply guy I've ever seen because it's like, usually you see those guys reply to like famous women and shit. Neri Oxman is such a weird, like she's, honestly, she's very beautiful, but like, it's such a weird show. Like, how does he know about her? Especially yeah. like eight years ago. <laughs> like, it's so fast. I want to interview that guy. Like, is he an actual scientist? Is that how he knows her? Maybe well, yeah, it's her he, husband. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's an old and this is like their thing, you know? If that's if that's Bill, then I you know, I'm take back everything I said. Yeah. <laughs> take back everything I said about Bill. Okay. Uh do you want to talk about uh is Taylor Swift gay or not? Because I mean, I, I've been like the no, the, the Ian Matter on record with this. She's asexual. <laughs> well, just the I sexy tweets made me think of uh, my favorite tweet this week. What the hell is this, Taylor Swift? Your coward ass is always hiding behind press releases. You were a spineless lobster. You're still gay, and that's final. <laughs> 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 I just, I well, I mean, like all, all of this is, um, like he was at the Golden Globes the other night with her friend, and they were, you know, holding hands or something, and like I don't know, like they're, they're apparently. So, as we're all aware, like Taylor Swift is the godhead of American women, and I think like because like her music uh, is so popular, I think because like people read into like experiences that they think she's writing about like directly like one-to-one correlations of their own life and like i think she has like there's now like an emergence of a kind of like a like a gay swifty contingent who is obsessed with like interpreting these kind of like nonverbal uh sort of cues and signals from taylor that she is part of the lgbtq community and then there's a swifty lgbtq and on but like i actually have to say I remember this on the message boards like from like 10 years ago. And I don't remember why Taylor Swift kept coming up, but there I remember a woman like saying like, yeah, there are public profile closeted lesbians, okay? Taylor Swift and she was getting really mad about it. So I wonder if she's like the leader of this. I mean, I'm talking like 10 years ago. Oh. I just thought she was a professional beard like looking at her dating history, but like, I, I don't think she's gay, but I do think there's one, there's one cult leader of this movement that has been working for years and years and like led a kind of, a kind of QAnon for Taylor Swift's sexuality. Well, well I mean like, well, Amber, as you, as you correctly stated, you and Matt are, are firmly on the record coming down that she is ace, that she is asexual yep. or, 
or Matt says he, Matt says he thinks he does, she doesn't have genitals. She's sort of like a, a biblically accurate angel or something like that. I think but, she has them. I simply think she has never had sex. It does not occur to her. It is of no interest. <laughs> well, the the LGBTQ Swiss true true and not the LGBTQ and on uh, Swifty contingent has gained purchase in the op-ed real estate of the New York Times. And that's really what I want to talk about because of this great op-ed piece in the New York Times titled, Look What We Made Taylor Swift Do by Anna Marks, that uh, is, it, it sort of like lays out some of the evidence here. And I'd just like to, to read a little bit from it, including one of my favorite openings of a New York Times op-ed piece ostensibly about the sexuality of Taylor Swift. It begins like this. In 2006, the year Taylor Swift released her first single, a closeted country singer named Chelly Wright, then 35, held a 9mm pistol to her mouth. That's, that's the opening sentence. That sounds that's like the lesbian couple sentence. to me. That sounds like lesbian <laughs> couple to me. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I still think she's ace. I think she's one of those uh, like non-aromantic ace people. And I, I think she so does like, a lot of professional beardery. Yeah. So like I guess like the first couple of paragraphs talk about the, this 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 country singer who came out and like and like sort of the difficulties she faced because you know like Nashville is a more conservative entertainment culture, and uh, she writes, uh, "What if someone had already tried at least once to change the culture by becoming such a hero? What if because our culture had yet to come to terms with homophobia, it wasn't ready for her? What if that hero's name was Taylor Allison Swift?" And I just want to share, like, these are some of, like, the, the sort of the, uh, the dossier assembled of, like, the evidence for Taylor Swift's gayness. And it says here, in 2019, she was set to release a new album, Lover, the first since she had left Big Machine Records, her old Nashville-based label, which, was, which she has since said limited her creative freedom. The aesthetic of what would be known as the Lover era emerged as rainbows, butterflies, and pastel shades of blue, purple, and pink, colors, colors that subtly evoke the bisexual pride flag. On April 26, Lesbian, Lesbian Visibility Day, Ms. Swift released an album, the album's lead single, Me, in which she sings about self-love <laughs> and self-acceptance. She co-directed a campy music video to accompany it, in which she later described as depicting everything that makes me, me. It features Mrs. Swift dancing at a pride parade, dripping rainbow paint, and turning down a man's marriage proposal in exchange for a pussycat. Hmm, interesting. I mean, like... I. As the evidence begins to be assembled, you know, it's sort of like, you know, I feel like it's just like Jim Garrison here. Yeah. Then Mrs. Swift performed, Ms. Swift performed Shake It Off as a surprise for patrons at the Stonewall Inn. Rumors that were perhaps more, perhaps a little more than fantasies, swirled in the queerer corners of her fandom, stoked by a suggestive post by the fashion designer Christian Serrano. Would Mrs. Swift attend uh, New York City's World Pride March on June 30th? Would she wear a dress spun from a rainbow? Would she give a speech? If she did, what would she declare about herself? I got to say, this is just a very... Okay, if you are a chanteuse, uh, appealing to the gays who are the most loyal fans in the universe is just a good business move. And it doesn't always work. Katy Perry tried and fell on her face. Yeah, and I think Taylor Swift is about that money. I think she's about that bag. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like you want to get on on the side of the gays, like, and like all, I don't all the, think it's going to work that, too like, much. Because like all the things that like like uh like, other, like heterosexual women do and like fandoms, or they're like all like all, you know like the the slang words that they use and sort of the fan culture, like it, it's the genesis of that comes from gay fandom, and like they're the one that starts with like oh we're gonna you know get the the slay a, slay a cost the mother cunt you know things like that absolutely, and I think even when you look at like. I don't think there are that many Katy Perry stands like, you know, you've either got yeah. them or you don't. I think I think there's probably some some 
some very uh, Buttigieg-style millennial men who who that they've picked Katy Perry instead of you know Robin or something. But those are losers. Megan Trainer, yeah, Megan yes. Trainer, like that 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 mother song, like that was that was a sweaty sweaty grab for gay affection and attention. I also could not figure out was she talking to her husband and saying "Call me mom." I that that was a very <laughs> disturbing, confusing song. Mother's Mother's Taylor Swift must be gay. It must be incredibly gay, and that's final. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, just just uh, best of luck to Taylor and Travis. What I will say about Taylor Swift is, does she have to go to every single Chiefs game? Like, what is this, fucking high school? Like, okay, if they get the playoffs, that's one thing. Maybe the, the home opener. But she was at every fucking Chiefs game this year. It's just, it's trying a little too hard. What's her quote-unquote boyfriend's name again? Tra- Travis Kelsey. Okay. Uh. I'm I'm stealing Molly's take on this, but she uh she predicts that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift will get married because they have the exact same like energy and it, uh, including this down to sexuality, they are both actually sexually attracted to their jobs. That is where they yeah, derive all, yeah. all all satisfaction, all uh you know reward, and uh, they are on the same wavelength there. And I think that that is uh and I think that Travis is the the perfect like dog brained American energy given by from his old old tweets. That are very much in that like Nelly uh, genre of just like like damn moon huge tonight stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I think there's nothing better than watching movies on hashtag TV. Yes. I think I could see that. I uh, Chris, I think the one like mutual beard is always a good arrangement. They could do a Will and Jada thing, but I think additionally, like you need someone with a bi- big beaming smile, a wholesome style tight end and that is not a joke that's what he is yes he is a tight end yeah well i mean yeah i I guess just to wrap up today's show miss swift you're gay and that's final uh (laughs) ms oxman you're uh you you need to be saved and that's final they're the the hasidic tier one operators are tunneling to your to your yarn (laughs) dungeon as we speak the 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 halakhic raid is happening in bill ackman's evil compound you will uh, be Bill safe. Ackman, Bill Ackman, you are done. You are fucking, yeah. you are, you are done. Because like the only thing that's going to stop your wife from going to jail for plagiarism is the halakhic raid. Oh, dude, yeah. imagine how cool it will be when like the, the head, like the raid guy of the raid, he, he fucking garrets Bill Ackman with Teflon. <laughs> that will be so cool. That'll be so cool. No more fucking the 70,000 word tweets that only make his life, his, his wife's life worse. Uh, they are going to do it. I believe in them. They look, yeah. they already, you know, no clipped against the NYPD. They can take down Bill Ackman's <laughs> trash yeah. mobs. Well, Felix and I discovered they have, they have flamethrowers and there's a genre of, uh, of Jewish YouTube video where I don't know if it's one guy or if it's, if it's built up, but like, you know, it's the pool guys. But he sterilizes or or you know kosherizes houses with a flamethrower, but it's always yeah. set to like David Guetta music. Please <laughs> yeah. look this up. It's so awesome. It's so yeah. No, this wait, guy so would wait, be wait. on the raid team. <laughs> so so he's sterilizing houses by burning them down. I think he does it on uh, like uh, granite countertops or whatever. Oh, okay, okay, you know, okay. Yeah. And stuff. Um, but right. you know, maybe, maybe he might accidentally burn. Oh, what? Like it because like maybe like, like the- if, oh, 
is is this like a kosher law thing? Like, because like maybe like yeah. like like shellfish was previously maybe used on that marble countertop, so you got to blast yeah. it with a flamethrower. Like the way they okay. have to have kosher. Ah, uh, that makes sense. I, I, I thought that sounded but crazy before you explained seems it. Dangerous. I mean, shiplap is still very popular, no matter how <laughs> tacky it is. There's a lot of dry wood in the kitchen these days. Poor Micah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and to you know the to the, the people at 770 Eastern Parkway, I just say like just keep doing what you're doing keep digging don't let don't let anyone stop you just like shine on you crazy diamond <laughs> and i'm uh I'm, I'm getting into basement one way or the other and i uh, sorry i'm just i'm still thinking of uh, i'm still thinking of felix as, as like a jewish scatman crothers but like and he has a huge poster of rachel senate over his bed <laughs> <laughs> all right all right gang till next time oh wait do you have any plugs do you have any plugs to do uh, buy Amber's book. book. Buy Amber's book. Yeah, buy, buy Amber's the book. book. Buy the book. Buy the book. Uh, and then, and then, uh, put it on Instagram so I can post the things and and because I don't have anything to post now. Nobody wants to see my hiking trips or my dogs. I just gotta <laughs> do all the books and and take pictures, send it to me. I will or tag me. I will. I will repost it and uh, be forever grateful. One day I will repay this favor to you. All right, everybody. Uh, cheers, and uh, let's let's have a, let's, let's keep it, let's keep this energy going into January. Let's keep digging tunnels, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later. Bye. I'm like, Grandma, stop going to the Kingdom Hall. Them people ain't your-